afraid of grafters. You're kicking down! Ding, ding, ding. Uh, is that the soup? Uh, we're not working today then. No, off uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh, sick, Ed. Yeah. I saw you had uh, been bouncing around town as well, picking up food. Been, you know, been at least for, for 10 years and never. I love the market, but I was always that uh, be scared. You, you know that Maxi's rosticery, that Chinese place? Yeah, it's like there's so much in there, and it's like unless you kind of know how to engage with everyone in there, it's yeah, like, yeah, am yeah. I going to look like but a dickhead? Or? One day the day for the first time, uh, it's incredible. Cheap, super authentic, like best duke I had in my life. Duke, yeah, they good. It's like oh, duck. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Duck. This is what um, we're going to have. We're going to have a lot of uh, yeah, yeah, accent uh, yeah, complications. Yeah. Who was that you went to the other night? The the comedian is it a Scottish comedian? Kevin Bridges. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He had real he's super funny, but you know, I've been watching his videos. I would sometimes with subtitles or not, but you were watching that face to face. But it was a big venue. Yeah, uh, it's that, it's I the echo effect. Yeah, isn't it, sometimes? I couldn't even see him. So, and then you know, people was laughing at the jokes. I was like, "Can you, can you shoot up?" I'm trying to concentrate on what what, what he's saying. Yeah. So I had a I had a good experience. It's kind of phenomenal. Like after ten years in the UK, I, I got that kind of moment. That I don't know what's going on. Yeah. And then yeah. I felt so frustrated. Left. Then there is a modules like next to the city hall. Yeah. So I went with my friend Manolo, uh, but he was sat down in another row. So is this in Manchester? Sheffield. Oh, Sheffield, okay. Yeah, cool. and uh, I'll literally, I test him on WhatsApp, like, mate, I'm leaving, I can't get shit. So <laughs> just went to Moyo, had like three pints <laughs> while, while they were finishing. So yeah, not too bad. But, but yeah, that's an aside, yeah. Just, uh, but yeah, the language will be, uh, we'll, we'll throw subtitles in if when you say Duke and it's uh, meaning duck. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Going to the Duke and Drake. Yeah, Duke and Drake. Um, but yeah, just, Bouncing around the market because there are some fucking great food spots in there. I think one, uh, sweet cider, I've picked up on. It's like down one of the uh, the sides. Uh, Harry from um, Holy Mountain, when he was doing his show, yeah. What's the Move with sort of best places to eat around Yorkshire, yeah. he'd been to this sweet cider in Leeds Market. Fucking great spot. I go back to every once you know, every few weeks it's, now. It's that, you know, There's so much down I've there. I've been living yeah. next to the market for like a year now and. And I go to the market like probably once a week and still have places that I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Were well, you fucking with uh, oysters today? Oh, yeah. That little stall like, on the fish roll yeah. is amazing. Like, I but was... you just what? Like you just get fresh oysters and neck them? Yeah. They're in? Yeah. yeah. I got I there first. I've never had oysters and they kind of... They are amazing. Scare me out slash gross me out. So It's, it's one of the things that like, some people love it, some people hate it. Yeah, Or yeah. some people don't, didn't even try them. Yeah, but that's me. I love... Uh, fresh seafood and I that keep little seeing yeah you and Sai always yeah. smashing them and so if 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 I'm not going there and grab like three oysters to eat there yeah I'm going to size to grab a, you know make a barbecue or whatever and I get like a dozen of them and we crack them <laughs> in, in, in Sai's house yeah it been you know we did, we did this barbecue like a few weeks back and I got like two lobsters and oysters and I know shit. it looked ridiculous and it was like we were there, mate. It was so fucking hot. Like, drinking amazing wine, um, drinking beers, eating oysters, creating lobsters and that. And it was like, there's not many people in England eating better than us right now. <laughs> and we, we well, you know, we, we all like, we all work in the industry. It's not like we got plenty of money, but yeah, if yeah. you're four people. But if you know the suppliers, then you, and you know how to, yeah. how to, how to I, work I literally with use Starbucks, who is uh, 
uh, supplier we use in Wilox for Tablets fish. that are down in the yeah. Leeds market? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I shouldn't say this, but when I go, they give me a little discount because I. Oh, yeah, well, you know, yeah. if, if you're But you're the thing is that you can get lobsters and fish and that and do a proper barbecue. If you're like five people, you, you chuck like a 20 quid each mm. and you've eaten amazing food. Yeah. Uh, another 15 quid for wines and that. We should say, though, as well, that uh, the side that we're referring to is. Uh, Cy Talbot that works at Shears Yard. Shears, yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, managers. Managers? Yeah, he's a general manager in general Shears, manager, Shears, Shears Yard. Yard. Yeah, yeah. And uh, his partner, who he lives Liz, with. Yeah, Liz is sous chef in Shears Yard as well. So, so. yeah, when you've got. <laughs> and then that <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty hefty yeah. kind of. Shears Yard is a, is a real kind of. I wouldn't say it's like high level fine dining type, but it's sort of like it's the accessible version of that. Yeah. It's like. The, I always have like amazing meals in. in in she's your last Jamie Hatchev is he's pretty clever with the you know mixture of you know the flavors profile that he does but it's always like nice and interesting and sorry but that day as well yeah we had Elliot who is head chef in Olive and Rye do you know in the Thornton Arcade no I don't know it now it's Olive a, and Rye yeah no. it's a kind of like Breakfast brunch. Is oh, okay. Yeah, one of the cafe spots. Yeah, there. it's pretty. So it's many cool independent it's places. Pretty sick there. Yeah. So you know, it was proper chefy barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone tried to. Oh, let me let me do this. Like, so it was three chefs trying to do four things. Like, no, I'll do this batter for the lobster. Like, no, 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 let me <laughs> chop, chop this yeah, onion. Yeah, yeah. But it was. It's always fun, like you know, cooking with other people. Like, that kind of cooking is pretty straightforward. It's like. You know, bang it on yeah you got good products uh, we have like big sieves and a big searing peel lemon parsley deal inside the, the fish straight on the barbecue sick yeah so like bouncing around the market then for is that as you say most days so what sorts of things do you pick up and where do you go so as I say like, I, I went for the first time to this Maxis rostisserie which is like Chinese space it's uh, at the top end it's, it used to be on the butcher's row but all that roads should now so mm. now it's like it's weird i, I try to go <laughs> i get lost like every time i try yeah, to get there like, yeah. it was this corner no was, like, so you, you need to find it so it's proper like chinese so rusticity they do like pork belly and um duck and soy chicken and that with rice and vegetables and that cool. but it's amazing and you can get a meal for like eight quid and um, i go one today i go half a home still i can't eat all that all <laughs> nice. that meal so yeah, it's just like, you know, have a wonder, see if, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit more expensive like buying in the market than in the shop, but yeah. quality is, I don't spend that much money because I, I shop, you know, I go shopping for, for my own, so I don't literally go and do a big shopping, I go, when I go this off, I just go and grab or what, what I'm going to do for dinner and then grab stuff for that day. Yeah, yeah. Because after that, I'm going to be at work like five days in a row, so I'm not going to eat at home. Yeah, I'm plus, you know, you're going to be saving a lot of money. Well, I should say yeah. you work as a chef. Um, so you work in a kitchen, and I can only imagine there's a whole bunch of food going spare, so. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I cook sometimes, but <laughs> I, I, I get takeaways all the time. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. that. I'm so bad. So at the moment, you're working at White Locks? Yeah, I'm a sous chef in White Locks. Uh, yeah, pretty happy, you know, as well as an amazing poop. Yeah. All this poop in Leeds is I still... mean, not to be sucking dick too soon, but I reckon, <laughs> <laughs> for, for me, best best Sunday roast in the city. Uh, yeah, there's, you know, there's a few places like Shears Yard does have an amazing Shizyard roast. Shears Yard is, is, is my, my runner-up, yeah. basically. But while it's, it's probably first 
place I've been working at completely, but I really think it's a great rose. But we do things like, luckily we got two open so we can do stuff on the day that in other places you have to do like the day before, like Yorkshire puddings and that. Okay. Having two ovens means we start doing the gravy on the Friday. Okay. So the f the, the grape, so the gravy start. We, we put it in. We put it in, in an oven for like hundred degrees for like literally like forty eight hours, <laughs> and then finish it on the Sunday morning. This ain't no bisto, kids. Yeah, yeah. So it's sure. like, uh, oh, my old friend Jameson's. Well, this is gonna get. It did. Don't let this break your flow. Carry on. Yeah, with the, no. uh, the gravy I'm just talk. saying, uh, it's gonna get. I was getting aroused there. Yeah, I so felt little, I felt a little twingle in my dick. It takes uh, it takes time. It takes a lot of love, and you know, we pride ourselves in in the roast we do, and uh, yeah, um, it's a lot of covers per Sunday. Cause it's like, yeah, like and, and everyone in. tells me that. Oh, how do you make that much money in roast on a Sunday? Like, why looks small? Like, well, you make the money because they really police the uh, the bookings. They really do a good a good job. Things that. that we probably only got like 85 bookings on a Sunday, but we end doing like 275 people. Cause my thing is that White Ox is in city center in Brigade. Like a lot of people come from outside list for shopping and that. Yeah, yeah. And then they just come, have a roast in 20 minutes and fuck off. Yeah. So you got the same table like 10, like 20 times. Cheers, Cheers brother. Thanks well. for doing this. Yeah, it's, just people who don't come and sit down for two hours, like people come, yeah, have the roads, yeah. go, and then you put that table in again. And it's not that small. You got we got Wilox and Turks Head side, and also now all that chat is you know uh, they put a new table, so you can feel like eight people in each table. So okay, yeah. it's like when it's good weather, people sit outside. So you oh, can so if it's all booked up, can you just turn up and sit outside then? Or yeah. I mean, if you don't come on the rush hour when every, everyone's sat down, yeah, you probably find a, they find you a place. So. Yeah, yeah. So we we start thinking, oh, eighty people, you know, it's gonna be easy, and then it's fucking mayhem. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a. Uh, it's not. I think for chefs, like soon the service is not the most favorite one. No, no, because you, it's you, very you, formulaic. It's, it's the same thing. It's, I guess, the least creative. Yeah, and it's, it's that busy all day. So it's, yes, yeah. It's probably the shortest service of the week, but it's the most intense because it's nonstop. I'd say for you it is. Yeah. Um, because, yeah. yeah, I mean, I look at the bookings, and if I go to, say, Crowd of Favors, yeah. you know, sometimes they'll have their busy weekends, but for the most part, you know, eh, ebbs yeah. and flows. Whereas you guys, um, we looked just this past Sunday gone, me and our last trying to get in, and it was you've got a book before 10 a.m. Yeah. on Sunday. And even at like sort of eight in the morning, I, th I think it was, you had to have like, it was a 5.30 roast. And <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's a- Yeah, people, people book like- Roasts get booked up like a motherfucker yeah. in this town. People, lots of friends, I mean, oh, do you think I could get a table for Sunday? I was like, just, just book like, at least like four or five days before, because yeah, people, yeah. you know, people start making plans on Monday, Tuesday, it's like, oh, when, when are we gonna go on Sunday? And then by Fridays, crazy like. that's just not that's just never me though I, it's like I, I don't even like buying a fucking concert ticket still I know yeah ticket, yeah, you know? yeah. It's like, yeah last minute yeah. what sort of fucking losers booking a Sunday lunch that, before Sunday it's like, most of the times like, you can get a table if you walk in yeah okay yeah uh, if yeah. it's not like the crazy hour was like 12 till 2 yeah yeah when everyone sat down like then slow down but it's still busy but I reckon 
if it's a nice day, you know, sit outside, have a rose outside, and a yeah. little jar. Well, we got the weather at the moment, at least. So yeah, see how long it lasts. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so yeah. But yeah, what's life like generally in there? I, I've, I was saying to Nicole earlier, I've literally no idea what the hell, like, chef's life is, what it's about. And I guess it's probably different for, like, each level of what yeah. you're doing. So think, sous think, chef life, head chef life. At this point, after all the pandemic and that, is probably just glad to be in, is, in is the, the kitchen. It's <laughs> the best, I think it's the best time. Since I've been in Leeds for 10 years, this is the best time for, for chefs, for sure, in the last okay. 10 years. In what way? Uh, a lot of people left the industry. Uh, a lot of people did, you know, start doing all other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because people realized that how many hours they were spending in a kitchen for shit money, mm -hmm. and you can do half of the hours and make double the money somewhere else. Yeah. A lot of people as well with Brexit like left, like, you know, European European chefs like that. When lockdown started, like a lot of people got redundant. In the, in the in the the jobs the furlough yeah and then you know if you're not from here and you don't have a network that supports you like the, the, the only way to escape is going back home yes and yeah. a lot of people didn't came back so restaurants are craving for chefs uh, you know now some people are paying like crazy wages I oh, could okay. have never imagined that like you you can go and do random line cook chef the party as we say random chef I get like fucking 17 pounds an hour. <laughs> That's mental. Yeah. Like, but it's good because now we can put our conditions, all right? I want this money, uh, I want these hours, blah, blah. And then places can say, yeah, all right, we'll take it or not. But this, this demand, you know, demand of chefs, like, a lot of places say, like, all right, 45 hours, 16 pounds an hour, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's good for us, I think. Yeah. At least, you know, we're getting paid fair now for the, for the job we do yeah, uh, yeah back in the past you know i've been on salary in other places and been doing 65 hours of crazy shit mm. for same money making the same money if i worked 40 hours or 65 hours yes yeah yeah but i think wildox is the first place i'm completely happy i got plenty of free time for chef you know usually have three days off a week yeah uh, it seems a great team down there as well yeah it's pretty smooth uh you know everyone is pretty focused we got freedom to do specials and we're doing now that dinner club that we do every last thursday of every month yeah uh, so it's one of us doing a tasting menu uh, so you can do whatever you want and so you know it, it keeps you excited yeah it's not yeah. only you know fish and chips and pies and that <laughs> but yeah it's great like you know i love the pool got great beers uh. didn't you have you had your uh, dinners club events about a month two two months ago i did it on i didn't mind i think it was may so the, the one uh, proper close to my heart, like uh, it was f about the flavors I grew up with, like okay. my grandma cooking. Now, obviously, giving it a twist and trying to be a bit more fancy. But uh, my grandma is from place from an area of Spain, is Almeria. So they are still really influenced by the Moorish. So you know the the Moors, they were in Spain for. 700 years yeah. back in the fucking day or whatever it was that and obviously they brought all the spices and all that shit and that but where my grandmom is they still cook with that it's, it's more you don't see them that, that kind of like moose cooking that much in, in other parts of spain yeah. so they use a lot of cinnamon for like salty dishes or cumin or that so i try to 
kind of few recipes from back in the day and nice and so that. And what dishes did you have then so Seems I, from, wasn't there a fish dish I had two fish dishes so it's bloody fly I had like a watermelon salmorejo salmorejo is like a thick uh, cold soup traditionally made with tomatoes and garlic and that yeah uh, you add bread and so you make it thick but I did, I did it with watermelon instead so we'll be more fresh so <laughs> yeah. you know it was bang and then I did like a semi cure mackerel filler with cured with sumac and fennel seeds and a lot of mm. spice and that uh, ajo blanco which is a thick sauce it's made with almonds and garlic and bread thick about and there's some salty grapes and okay yeah, yeah I wouldn't I would Matt with Sal that. salty grapes <laughs> yeah yeah but they were amazing I know well, that's what it's all about is like just trying things and you're like what in the hell's going on here like I yeah. think the last time I was in it was Shears I Yard, was because it was my it was my first uh, testing me so I was a bit nervous like oh how is this gonna work but people are people gonna get this profile of flavors and that yeah, yeah. and everyone was fucking amazed about it uh you know cool. when i went out after the after the after the meal people fucking clapping and all that. <laughs> I was like, don't make me fucking talk that, that must have felt great though it's yeah like when does that ever happen for a chef but there, there, there was this there was this massive guy super tall a fucking massive beard he was there like you made your mom proud man <laughs> that was like fucking hell, man. thank you people buying me drinks and that so oh yeah. nice yeah so I'm having my next one in September, last Thursday of September. Okay. And well, I can't I can't say what what's gonna be yet, but it's gonna be inspired on my trips to Basque Country, north of Spain. Oh, okay, yeah. Actually, uh, I just bought a book. There's one up on the shelf there. The the Basque history of the world. May is. I need to. Uh, uh, well, I've got like a really really rough awareness as to the whole Basque uh, Basque County, Basque Country. Basque Country, yeah. Country, yeah. Uh, concept and it just as soon as I learned of it, it just absolutely fascinated me. It might have actually been off. Who was that tattooist that was in Leeds from? Oh, Aneko. Probably. Yeah. I think. I'd yeah, Aneko is from San Sebastian. I met yeah. him at the bar one time yeah. and then just sort of went, did a deep dive and learning yeah. about the place. And I, I had a long story with Basque Country. I'm from the opposite op opposite way from Spain, like literally a thousand miles down the south. Okay. But when I was a kid or teenage, like all the good. The biggest punk scene in Spain was in Basque in the 80s. And then all the bands I used to listen. Not Madrid? It was different. Okay. Madrid. This, it, was, the, it was a better kind of scene. <laughs> this is always like controversial. Like Madrid, it, it was it was a big punk scene, but Madrid, it were posh kids. Okay. So it was kids from rich families who had money to get guitars and that, like, you know, early 80s and that. Yeah, yeah. Basque country, it, it, the punk came from a necessity of like, you know, because they'd been oppressed there for years, you know, when Franco was the 40 years of dictatorship, they, were, they, they weren't allowed to speak the language. It was always, Basque people, you know, they are big fighters, so, and they have like this national identity that is not Spanish or French, it's okay. Basque. Yeah. So the punk scene there was proper like roof, like, you know, political so political and that and i was fascinated when i was stage with that and and i know so many bands that sing in basque and i don't know what oh, the shit okay. they say yeah, because yeah, of basque, basque language is like it's nothing it's just rushing for me like <laughs> yeah. it's, but we were listening to these tapes and trying to 
recreate the sounds we <laughs> so yeah I, I was fascinated with bass uh, since a June age and um, my dad really likes go there mainly for the food so I've been, I've been traveling to bass since I was like 10 12 at least like once a year yeah going to all these amazing restaurants and that and now I got plenty of friends there and I is fascinated with the culture so you cross this it's not an official border but you get into bass and you're in a different fucking place it's like <laughs> different language completely different language different uh, traditions they got their own sports is it like sort of welcoming of tourism or is it quite a sort of an, a real no, rustic it, place it, it was rougher back in the you know 80s and 90s and that but yeah. things calmed down a lot san sebastian's been always like a big touristic city more for like french people san sebastian so yeah it's okay. literally like 10 miles from the border yeah and it's pretty frenchy like san sebastian like, the you know the key to tour and that is pretty French yeah yeah the thing with what they call Basque countries it's not only the territory in Spain it crossed to France okay. so if you cross the border there's about like 20 30 miles every town around they speak Basque yeah so which is great because you know you can you can stop a culture with borders that you know yes if, yeah, if, yeah. you know if these people got the same feeling of community both sides of the border you're not going to stop that saying this is france this is spain like, yeah you know they speak basque both sides um i mean um i could i could you know stay talking about basque for hours but <laughs> uh, it's for chefs as well you know is mm. the there's more mission star per capita there than anywhere else on earth oh okay so yeah because it's, it's a small territory but there's so many three mission star restaurants and two mission star restaurants like, yeah every mile nice so yeah go there do my research so i'm gonna base <laughs> oh yeah 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 my mini on that uh can't say what, what i will be but yeah it's inspired by that uh, yeah so when did you come across from spain then here yeah 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 Leeds. 2013 okay so because you know it's one of them things i think doing this uh show it's one of the kind of better things for me is just getting to dig into the lives of the people I've known forever. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we, yeah, we know yeah. each other for, for years, but we actually probably don't know us too much from each other. Exactly, yeah, and like just there's, there's so many people, like even uh, Rosita, I have no yeah. idea what the whole sort of, uh, when she yeah. came across from Lebanon and just all, yeah. e everyone is yeah, like. Yeah, Rosita's like kind of mixed like, because I, that's funny because I know Rosita for years as well, and I always spoke to her in English, uh, mm. But then one day on Facebook, she, she, she texted me in a perfect Spanish. I was like, do you fucking know Spanish? I was like, of course, yeah. I was <laughs> like, why would, why, why, why you let me like, speak this fucking broken English with yeah. you when you can't speak proper Spanish? So. The goddamn colonizer mindset has taken yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, um, yeah, came in 2013. Yeah, it's gonna be 10 years soon. Oh. Uh, we'll make a big party in Santiago. Yes, yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. years of service uh, being in getting pissed in. so what age did you come across and what brought you over well you know the official story what, what you know what i would tell to everyone or <laughs> someone who's going to employ me yeah is you know back in back in those years like but well, still is but back in those years that like, it was really bad in spain to get a job like i spent two years unemployed and there was like no sides of getting anything or was this yeah sort of uh post i guess financial yeah, collapse yeah after that 2008 yeah yeah but yeah it was still shit that 
um, I definitely needed a, a change. I got into a circle of, you know, not being motivated about anything. Like, don't, you know, you don't have a job. It's like getting, you can have benefits for like a year or two, depending mm. on how long you've been working. Yeah. You got this allowance of uh, kind of like minimum incoming or whatever. Okay. So she's paying a rent, like 200 euros a month, and then spend the rest of the money drinking and taking drugs. <laughs> so yeah, I'm pretty clear with that now, like I took my last money to escape that situation. I was like, if I leave or I'm not gonna end well, because there's nothing to do is, is I, don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like everyone is in the same situation. So everyone's like, yeah, you know, got nothing to do. Uh, we, what are you gonna do? Let's get some fucking beers and some drugs and, and yeah, it's 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 yeah. sad, but it's that. And then when you get that and you spend like a year doing that, it's like you just end up a stupid rackhead. Yeah. yeah. So I had a few options: where I end up in hospital or in jail, or or you just try to fuck off from there. You yeah. know, avoid the situation at all. Did you have like pals that did the same then, or? Uh, yeah, a lot. A lot of people left. Like some mm. some some friends went to. Netherlands or Germany or came to England. Or Why Leeds? Why Leeds? That's a good one. <laughs> it's uh, way fucking north. You kind of land in the UK uh, uh, and it's, there's no, a whole bit of land to it's, get it's, to. It's an easy, easy explanation. Um, I have for sure like, I didn't want to go to London. I hate big cities like that. I hate Madrid. You know, I hate places like you can't control that, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so after that, I was like, wow. North of England sounds good, but I had a, like two or three friends from my hometown living here already. Ah, doing okay. something in Bradford Uni. Yeah. So I was like, well, I gotta be a network there, you know, if I, if I go there. Yeah. And they, you know, they helped me out like the first few weeks, like, you know, mainly because I didn't know what to fucking do. Like, you mm. need to go, you know, your center, get your NIN number, open up bank account, all the shit you need to yes, yeah, apply yeah. for jobs obviously get get a house and that so yeah which came basically because they were here and then you know if i had any doubts or any questions uh, it was so easy to reach them so yeah and i fell in love with the fucking city <laughs> <laughs> let's take a little break try yeah. some of this uh, this is from vocation Vo is it hebton bridge they're based yes yeah hebton bridge yeah, i got, got, got a friend working there oh, tidy. Brewery, yeah. yeah yeah vocation i've i never really kind of Fucked with them too much. Um, is that sour? This is a sour. This is a cherry sour. Do rich, not, do not sweet, sour tart. <laughs> you hate them. <laughs> not all sours, but well, we got we got a couple of dark beers, I think, as well in there. So uh, I'm trying to see if there's any, any further really nice. details. Four point nice. four point five percent. It looks like just pure juice. Juice looks like pure blood. It's very sherbet-y Yeah. Oh yeah. Thick and yeah. Yeah. That's a gorgeous, um, I'm, like vanilla. I'm alright with that. I, I, I can't, you know, with that pretty peaty sours. Like, yeah. Yeah, so this is saying it is rich, sweet, tart, mouth-watering, jammy sour with an intense cherry overload, as vibrant in flavour as it is in colour. While it's certainly vibrant in colour, the smell is pure vanilla. It's fucking lush, is that? It could even be like a low-alcoholic wine. Is the colour is it's got those wine yeah the sort of the tannic sort of um, 
certain something, but it's also like really rounded. Like yep. it's this is like you know when you first see red wine as a kid and you think what what's this going to taste like? Yeah, this yep. is how you want red wine to taste as a kid. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is actually <laughs> yeah, easy <laughs> drink. Is, uh, yeah, this is bloody delicious. Yeah, no, it's really good. Mm. So vocation death by cherries. That is a round of thumbs up from us, 4.3%, so it's not going to blow your socks off as well. Well nice. done. Um, so you land in Leeds. <coughs> did, you, did you have like the sort of the idea of Sheffin's going to be the way, or was the that no, no, later? Not, or? No, not at all. I, I, I had no idea what, what I was going to do. Like, I, never, I never chefed uh, in Spain yeah. before, you know, when, when I came. But, you know, I got a flight and then I got a hotel for like a week. One of these cheap ivies, whatever. Yeah, it was like yeah. thirty quid a night. And then my goal was in the, on those six days I came to do all the shit I had to do to, you know, be Get signed up. And, yeah, yeah, and find a house. And I think Luke played. You know, I was a bit lucky as well. Okay. So somehow I found this. Uh, Back there, you know, it was like nine years ago, my English was absolute cherry wall. <laughs> I thought I could, I was like, you know, I've been doing English lessons in Spain for years. Um, I was looking up, my parents put me in an academy when I was like fucking six or seven. So I had so much vocabulary and, you know, grammar and that in my head. But yeah, it's so deep, so much different when you get here. And then you yeah. get into fucking Yorkshire. Like, when it's a conversation. You're all right, right, mate. Yeah, like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck is going on? But, yeah, uh, contact with this uh, lady who had renting a room in Woodhouse. Nice and true. Uh, yeah, one day, so to be honest, I, I could be more thankful that she made it so easy for me. So signing everything, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you know, I'm going to get back to Spain for like 10 days and grab all my stuff and came back. Yeah, no problem. Signing, we got 300 pounds for a, for a room with everything in, everything included. It was five more people, me and five more people in the. In okay, the, yeah. But you know, I had no money. I literally took the last money I had in Spain used to come here. Yeah. And yeah, so everything was fine. Went back to Spain, celebrated my birthday there with all my friends, like like and a, a good, goodbye, like a goodbye party. Yeah, it was yeah. fucking messy. <laughs> uh, I, I literally was in the plane back, like dying, but it was <laughs> it was worth it. And yeah, started my my adventure in in Woodhouse. Fucking loved it there. Uh, I have to thanks the all the locals from the Chemic Tavern because they will come me like you know one more of the family. Yeah. So I was, you know, I was my next step was try to find a job. I was had everything else, had a house, had a pan pan account, blah blah. blah. And I started going to the Chemic because it was literally next to the house and. My good friend Rob was there as a landlord. Rob, Jamie, and not Jamie, Jimmy, and Kate. And I started going there like, oh, I'll have a pint, you know. So I need a pint. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a different country now. And then I, I started going, and I'm, I don't know, the fourth or the fifth time I went, they were like, hi, mate, do you, live, do you live around here? And I was like, oh, yeah, I just moved from Spain. And that, that was my introduction to the Chemic Tavern community. I guess like British pub culture as well. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's proper local. That, it, same people goes every day. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how the chemical works, and I love it. It's, it's just like all the people from around just go there every day. They do a lot of activities and that, and yeah, and yeah, they fucking oh Sebastian, 
my new friend from Spain. <laughs> and I used to think one day and I go one some of my best friends in years are from that first step. Yeah. And then I got an amazing job in McDonald's. Oh nice, McDonald's, yeah, yeah. yeah. First job in uh, Brigade. Yeah. Is is so different now that it was like nine years ago. So, you know, that Mac is open twenty four hours. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that Mac is at the bottom of the Brigade is yeah. just it's insane. It was on a Friday, I, I, Saturday I've never night. seen so many bouncers even in a festival. Yeah. Like first time I'd seen police outside of McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. I've not seen uh, never seen so many fights in my life in the same place same night <laughs> but you know it was it was work it paid the bills for the first few months and I know you know I still put it on my on my CV you know so, some fellow chefs are like why don't put, don't put my brother man I'm not I'm not shame of it like it literally yeah. is my way to say like I had to do that to pay for my fucking bills yeah, so yeah. I don't, I, don't I, I still put it on like, and to be honest like, Working in that McDonald's showed me how fucking crazy a shift can be. <laughs> like a nice shift Friday, Saturday there. Like. I mean, yeah, to be honest, thinking about it, like that is a straight up like, when it's, yeah. when it's in the weeds and it's the, just... The, the first weekend, so I work on a Saturday. So I start on a week. I don't know, I probably work like Wednesday, Thursday, and then Saturday night. I work that Saturday, and then I call in sick the Saturday after. That was like, <laughs> there's no way I'm going to fucking do the same shit. I, I nearly died. I nearly had like five strokes. Like, yeah. But, you know, I'm a new person that, right, whatever. And then, yeah, it was fucking crazy work that. So after that, any interview had like, oh, you handle yourself okay in, in a stressful yeah. situation. Yeah, oh, that yeah, man, yeah, I walk yeah. in that. I walk yeah. in Mackey's in Brigade. That's the thing, it's like, nice it's, like it's everyone was like, oh, fine. You know yeah. the, the phrase, uh, trial, <laughs> trial by fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. basically. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, you, you walk in that Mackey's in Brigade on a nice ship, like, yeah. you'll be fine. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, no. I mean, sometimes I, I think I would like to feel the, the same kind of excitement I had this, those first I know, two years. Yeah. Everything was new, like, yeah, yeah. and every step was challenging. But I mean, I could have a, a phone conversation. I remember when they when they called me from Marcus to have our interview, I was in I was in a booth, and I couldn't understand what the girl was saying. I was mm. like. So I learned this, I was like, sorry, I can't hear you well. Can you send me all the details by email? <laughs> yeah. And then I was really good at like, reading, like, no problem. I write, my writing's pretty good. Yeah. It was still there, but it was the, you know, if I don't have a face-to-face -face contact, it was really hard for me to, to get yeah. whatever. So even that's, again, people from the Chemic Tavern, like they slow down her, you know, their they conversation to, yeah. to make me feel like, I was in. Then, well, then but, the, you the, know, it's, it's, it's the thing that everyone in the UK realizes that when you meet somebody from the mainland, um, they are going to know two, probably three languages. Uh, ashtray. Um, so it's, yeah, there's always that accommodation, basically, of people being sort of willing to slow down for somebody yeah, that they yeah, know doesn't yeah. speak the language as well. So it's, yeah, there's, I guess, an, a place like the Kenick Tavern as well. It's because it is such a like down to earth. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty chill place, you know. It's, it's like, chill as fuck. Yeah, it's, it's sad that I don't go that much now because, well, you know, I moved from the area and then it was hard to get there. I still go now and then, mm. and it, you know, it fills me with pride. Like I go there, and you know, you got this uh, all the guys, Dips and Jill and Claire and that, and they still tell me like how proud they are. 
of if me. your progression. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they're like, you know, when I told them, like, I'm going to be head chef in, in the Crystal Bridge, yeah. they were like, wow, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and, and they appreciate, you know, my, my journey. My kind of journey, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and so I, where did it start then? Where, what was the first into the uh, sort of legit kitchen outside of McDonald's? So, working in McDonald's for six months and then I had like a really ugly bent there. Like, I sleep on the floor and then I landed, my, my arm landed on, on a, one of the toasters. So, uh, out of the skin of my forearm got stuck there. So it's yeah, no. it wasn't. It, to be honest, like it was shit because the thing with McDonald's, like managers try to keep people busy even when there's nothing to do. Yeah. So this guy was like, "Oh, you mop around there." So someone mop around the pass. So I was bringing some berries to pass and and literally slept. And then yeah, yeah uh, so I had to go to hospital. Uh, it was a bit like ugly burn, and they were like. So it got infected as well, so oh, it was like, so it took me like a month to to get like you know get rid of the bends and that. So in that time, I was obviously was on sick pay. It was back in the day, it was like eighty quid a week, something like that. So it's the only time in my ten years I've been so close to get to go back home. Yeah, because I was like, I can't, I can't afford rent or whatever. Luckily, my dad supported me, and I or I send you you pay for the rent like a month and a half or whatever. I paid him back because I was proud of, of asking my dad that, you know, I, can, I don't know, how, how long was back in the day? It was uh, 32, I'm 41 now, so, you know, I didn't feel proud of asking my, my dad of, uh, for money. Yeah, yeah. But, so, in those weeks, I was like, don't want to do this shit anymore, blah, blah, so I resigned, I handed my notice, and, and then I had a period there, not knowing what to do, because I couldn't cook, because... My arm was so sensitive that, you know. Oh, the heat in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> full story, story uh, I went to buy apples one day and I, I already went like a few times and Mark knew me, oh, Spanish brother, whatever. And I explained like, you know, I left McDonald's, I don't know what to do. And he for me to walk, walk in bad apples. <laughs> I knew it wasn't a good idea. Why? First, because I love booze. I love rock and yeah. metal so and it, I mean it looks like a stupid idea but I accepted that I walked so just quickly Bad Apples being the uh, just on Call Lane um, Mark Mark House that used to run the place yeah own the yeah. place even yeah um, it was sort of absolute dive metal rock yeah. bar yeah. type thing one of the best yeah. bars in Leeds oh it's fucking great yeah, yeah. yeah. wrong bar mate and so I accepted and then I did like I don't know four or five weeks there and I had the time of my life I don't remember shit yeah. of that month, but I didn't realize you'd worked a bar gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How it sick. was fucking hard as fuck for me because yeah, imagine loud, really loud metal playing, jockey accent, being drunk at the same time. So yeah, yeah. I had a few like angry customers because I didn't know what the fuck they wanted. <laughs> like I had this, this that was my first check reality. Someone asking for a JD and Coke. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't fucking know what a JD is in England. Obviously, it's a Jack Daniels. I know that now. Yeah. But back in the day, I was like trying to look at every bottle 
on the shelf art. That was my thing as well when I started at Santi's because uh, Santiago had like so many whiskies yeah. and they were all just like so high up on the shelves yeah, and yeah. they all had these people refer to them as you say different different little terms that people had for their favorite whiskies. Yeah. They'd just say, oh, can I get this and this? And you're like, what the fuck now? Yeah. yeah. It, it was fun times. Like, I didn't make much money because, uh, so every beer we had, we were paying like a symbolic price, like a pound or whatever. So after a month, I, I think Matt gave me like, this this envelope with money. I was like, where's the rest? And, <laughs> and he showed me this notebook. <laughs> That's all the beers you had in this month. Like, <laughs> you spend more, more money on beers than you make already but it, it was great time I, I never I never fucked with a tab when when there was yeah people used to have tabs at bars and just I saw the damage it did and yeah 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 it's yeah, cool it's cool sometimes put it on my tab things that you, you don't realize till you get paid as that yeah fuck and then but it was great time I worked with Jonty there many shifts uh, plenty of Jagers plenty of Jamiesons yeah late closes at 5am uh, I mean I wasn't making a living, but I was having the time <laughs> of my life. Yeah, uh, I got to. I opened some some shifts. I, I was opening the bar and play Spanish punk and Spanish hardcore and that. And yeah. first, kids been like, "What the fuck is this?" That like, I'm singing alone, and this is the first time no one knows the lyrics. But yeah, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was it was good. So yeah, thanks to Mark, you know, I could survive for a little bit, and then got an interview for. It was the time when Trinity Kitchen was opening. Mm. Uh, so I got an interview for that stall. It's not there anymore, called the Chicago Rip Shack. I remember when you were working in there. Yeah. yeah. So I got, I, got, I got a job there uh, as a line, line cook or whatever. Uh, and that was my first step in, I mean, we were doing burgers and ribs and that, but you know, like a kind of like proper kitchen routine, mm. prepping and, and I, I met amazing people there. Jordan McDarby, who is uh, considered my brother now, who was head oh, chef is, there. Is that where you met um, Ida? No, I, I, that came years later. Because I remember yeah. she was working in Trinity at some point. Yeah. Street. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. That was like three years after that. Oh, okay. So yeah, Jordan McDarby was uh, head chef there, and I worked with him. After that, I worked with him in so many places. But, you know, when dealing with someone, and you know both work well together. Yeah, yeah. If I start another place and I'm in charge, I'm gonna try to bring the brigade that I want. <laughs> so I'll try my renegades and... Uh, so yeah, it was great there. Fucking busy when, when the day opened, 2013, yeah, I think it was just before Christmas. Mm. It was madness. I, just after I got to be the kitchen manager there and checking all paperwork. I was checking the first week's rotors when, yeah. when, when we opened. And it, we were like seven chefs, and everyone was doing like seventy-four hours a week. It was like absolutely. It was like how the fuck we clock this shit? Yeah, like on six fifty an hour. So you you work seventy-four hours, still do like less than twelve hundred grams, uh, two hundred pounds a, a month. But yeah, another step there. So yeah, I guess that's what it is for. Um we had Owen on recently and it was like seeing the, as you say, it's just another step from like, he started out Santi's bar back and yeah. then it was kind of bartender, then it was jumping to uh, Northern Monk as a supervisor, yeah. then yeah. Norman's as a manager yeah. and within five years, fucking bar owner somehow. Yeah. It's that's, that's the good thing, you know, I found in England that there's so much flexibility, yeah. at least in hospitality, like, you can, if you work hard, 
you can jump to like better jobs and I'm yeah. not saying you do two months in a place and that but no 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 I always try to stay at least like a year. No, and it's also like, you know, really dependent on people doing good work. Yeah. You don't yeah. just get to jump. It's people that were jumping about, it was off the back of people knew that they were grafters. They did like real yeah, good yeah. work and it's, uh, you know, reputations uh, follow after, them. The after day. years, I, I, I got the chance to like choose where I want to work. Like, yeah. I'm not going to get a gig. I'm not sure about it or it's not money enough or yeah. the team doesn't look like, you know, I can't. I, I could in the past, but you know, the things that, as you say, it's reputation, like, I don't know, the amount of people that knows me now, you know, for, apart from being a, a drunk in Santiago, <laughs> for, you know, how I work and, you know, how hard I work and how passionate I am about. And that's the thing with chefs, like- Well, the ingredients, isn't it, basically? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's the thing about chefs, you can be a fucking mess on your personal life, but if you're a good chef, you're, you know, you're pretty focused on what you're doing. Do you know what? It also kind of feels like at the moment, um, because there's this whole like uh, Bourdain renaissance almost. Mm. There was the, the recent documentary that surfaced and yeah. I think Netflix re-released the, uh, the travels uh, series that he'd done. It feels like there's there's a very there's very much a cool around what you're yeah, doing yeah. right now. There's like there's a spotlight. What was that? Did you see there was there was a film that came out recently? It was all one take. Yeah, boiling point. Okay, I've, I haven't seen it yet, but it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. It, I saw it, a, a little clip and yeah. it filled me with enough PTSD from working bar yeah, shifts. Yeah, to, it's, it's, it looks legit. It's, it's pretty, pretty intense. Like it, it, I think it touched a few stereotypes that be lightly but yeah overall it's a, it's a good real representation of what you know busy services or how you know how stressful is yeah uh, working in the kitchen yeah and stephen graham he, he does a really good fucking work in that in that film yeah but i think I've, it's it's interesting though that like a lot of the the popular culture stuff that's making all of your shit look cool yeah it's still really laboring the like, this is hard work, this is intense work, this is da almost like damaging work, I th I think, you know? I think what Bourdain did is, you know, <coughs> sorry, it was getting pretty glamorous, you know, with all these problems, the master chef and that, like, yeah. or, uh, you know, like, it's, it's not, it's, it's not, it's a job, like, and then Bourdain, I think he, in his books and that, he, he takes you to the dark side of the kitchen or the real side, you know, like working plenty of hours, like sleeping three hours a day and, you know, uh, the drugs, uh, because that's something that is there, you know, the abuse of alcohol and... Uh, the realities. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, in general, we are fucking nightmares, but... <laughs> <coughs> I mean, it's, it is definitely one of them things that obviously with Bourdain, um, it was not the nicest of endings for him, but like there's a yeah. lot of people that, I mean, I don't think I'm kind of telling secrets here, but uh, we'll not break out the fancy glasses this week. Uh, we got these, we got these glass, uh, these glasses and they legit make the beer taste different. Well, it makes, they're wine glasses, they make the wine taste different, but it works for beers as well. Um, no, those are beer glasses. Oh, they're beer glasses, there we go. Um, but yeah, I've, you know, I've kn we've known probably a lot of people that have come a cropper for the industry kind of normalizing beer or booze with them a little yeah. too closely. Yeah. Um, I got, you know, I got to a point like, I function, like, I don't, I can't do the same shit I was doing like 
15 years ago oh, anymore. God, no. no, no, we're in our 40s now. I, you know, still drink, but I function, it's not, it, it's not a problem in my life, like, uh, I'm old enough to have a few beers and fall asleep, so that's good for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I met plenty of people, I, you know, at some points, it's not been all good in these 10 years, you know, yeah. I, I had times yeah, of yeah. more abuse or less, uh, but no, plenty of people who just lost it because you know you're not time for. It's really hard to have a like family time or you know a partner or whatever. People just get you know hiding alcohol, you know booze. Well, it's the drink. industry. It's like, and it's when it's like it's so intense and it's such an easy thing to just grab a beer or grab some shots. Yeah, same thing for bartenders and you know, yeah, and yeah, front yeah. house. Well, it's, it's for everyone. It's for back of house as well. Yeah. It's like you know, it's so easy to because all, all you've got to do in the kitchen, all you've got to say is like, yo, can you? Even if you're not allowed to, you know who to ask. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't in the past. I don't, I don't like. No, no, but you know, like people in the kitchen, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not that you would, but others, others can. And back in the days, you have like bees are cleaned down and you know when you close them oh yeah that's uh, but that's different sometimes you know i got I had that plenty of fucking shots yeah. during the service it's not ideal no, no. you know when you're busy you can I, I had a big burn of you know having five pints on my break get back in the, get back in the kitchen for like dinner service and first fucking check you go ground pan burn myself like shit so yeah so you learn those lessons basically yeah yeah, yeah. I, th I, think, I think everyone has and I think it's what I've seen over the years is if you're gonna do that and if you're gonna sort of burn bridges doing that yeah. then as long as you learn the lesson and turn back up and as long as you turn up basically the thing is that you don't really need it like, all right do your service whatever finish yeah. clean down have three or four pints and go home you know fine don't yeah. you don't know the need of fucking drink during, you know, yeah. during work. unless you know, unless you have some sort of disposition, yeah, and then, yeah, and then that's yeah. a different story. But yeah, but it's, yeah. yeah, I guess the point is that it's if you do have kind of lingering potential issues in your in yourself, then I guess this industry has all the more scope to kind of be something yeah. to be aware of. Yeah, um, if you're not good with it, like actually, you know. Hospitality is the worst place to be. If, <laughs> if you have a problem with, with booze. Yeah, like, oh, obviously, it, yeah. Because it's, it's everywhere. No, and I've, uh, I've known people that have left the industry and then left the city because they can't be in the city because yeah. it's too tight. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you know so many people and everyone's going to be that. Like, and if they're going to break away from the sort of the addiction, they have to leave the actual yeah, city yeah, then. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's, you know, that's why I did like leaving in Spain. Like, I need to hook off to a different country, not, not a different <laughs> city. Right. Let's uh, break the mood away from the uh, the morose. We have right. I don't know if this is going to taste all right because the can. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best before is probably. Do you know what? For the sake of uh, whatever, we'll just say it's it's fresh. I can't find the best before. So this is a Northern Monk. Just your favourites again. We're going to have a sour. Oh, fucking hell. And you, tr you treated me today. Oh, I know, yeah, we knew, we knew you were coming. Uh, this is <coughs> a collaboration of Northern Monks with Seabrooks, Seabrooks Crisps, and their best ever prawn cocktails. So what I figured we could do is, um, I guess maybe 
have a sip, have a bite, have a sip. Yeah. We'll Tasty. see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember this as being really fucking good, but it might have just aged into terrible. So let's find out. It's kind of aged into kind of nothingness, to be honest. It tastes a bit like seafood. <laughs> I'm okay. Crisp are good. Try the crisp. Treating me with a tasty menu today. What's that? You're treating me with a tasty menu. What can I say? We really rolled the rolled the boat out. <laughs> That's my new saying. We rolled the boat out. Mm. Why not? Um, I think that was a mistake. Why? <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's done nothing. Um, but crisps and beer—it's a fantastic combo, and I ain't done yeah. it in a while. So I've been uh, feeling myself like like that for since I came. <laughs> I think. It's, you know, I, I love the pub culture here. Yeah. Like, you know. Beer and peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I've been, when I was living in Hyde Park, I was. I, I love to go on myself, you know, on my, on my day of like going, yeah, to, going yeah. to a pub early on myself, like get a pint and pack crisps at 1 p.m., going to Brudenau. Yeah. When it's quiet, no students around, just chatting with the fucking locals, with the guys from the garage and that. Well, I, I don't know what, when they work because they're all the time in Brooklyn having <laughs> pints. You know, you know the guys from the next the, door. The, yeah, by the yeah, yeah, next to the taxi ride. Yeah, you got you got that half twelve. Then fucking having pints around really like, when do you work? I like, I, I, I want that job. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to the Brooklyn in ages. Yeah, uh, me too. It's, it's shame. Like, I live in Hyde Park, in different places, like for, for a few years. Yeah, and I love that when it's quiet. I love. I love, I love the summer in, in Hyde Park because no students. You can get the bus to, to town. It takes five minutes. Yes. Because yeah, no yeah. one is waiting. <laughs> and and I, I love Brudenau when it's dead. Yeah. I hate it when it's crammed with, you know, rum with kids. Yeah, no, I it, used it's, to. It's a good experience as well because you sit down there with a pie and it's like, oh, fucking hell, what, what that guy wearing? Man? <laughs> <laughs> Just worrying about the students. Yeah, I used to. I mean, I used to go back, go there uh, back when I first moved here in two thousand. Yeah, and it was back then. Brudnell was like a straight, a proper working men's club. Yeah. so it was just like we'd go into. They, they, the, they didn't do gigs back at that time. They did gigs, or but not. it was it was a working men's club. So yeah. like in the main room on yeah. the uh, the left hand side, every Saturday night or through the week, real what. Yeah, through the week it was free, but every Saturday night it was yeah. for the the club basically, yeah. and it was all of the local residents would come in. There would be the the committee, so everyone who was there they would pay their subs um, to the committee, so they'd kind of give I guess a quid a month. I don't know what it is, but um, so based off of all of the subs that the 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 people would give to the committee at the Brudenell. That money then went to like these what they'd call the turn, so yeah. like there'd be a musical act that would be on stage. So you'd have you'd go there on a Saturday night, and it would be um, the turn would be up there, then it'd be bingo, then the turn would go back, then bingo, then the last act of the turns they'd go up three times, and, change uh, a bit, yeah, and then we'd uh, then we'd fuck off to the garage, uh, but it was best night out in Leeds, and we did that for years, and like it got to the stage where anyone that was kind of coming into into Leeds into just for gigs or whatever, yeah, we had like our little table 
because we were just it, the regulars there. Yeah, right. And people would come in and like sort of join us and stuff, and uh, the bands would come through town or whatever. And you know, eventually, um, it was. I think, unfortunately, when um, the, the the couple that ran the place, uh, Pat and Mab, unfortunately, Mab is that, is that uh, Nathan Mom? Nathan's parents, yeah, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, Mab passed away in the early two thousands. Yeah, I think that then kind of put them in this place where they'd started to get like people booking the place for gigs that we were putting on, like the sort of the lead six DIY yeah, yeah. scene, and. Um, there was a fork in the road moment. They got offered a working men's club in Hare Hills, I think it was actually. Cool. So there was there was a there was a moment in the early two thousands where the Brudenell crew were going to be moved, potentially they'd been offered a spot elsewhere, and they stuck it out. And I don't know the ins and outs. It'd be great to have Nathan on here just to yeah, chat yeah. through all of the history. Nathan of will it. be a, 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 an amazing guest. To yeah, talk to. yeah. But um, so I I don't know the, the the firm details, but obviously like. He then, I guess, took the helm, yeah. and really, Brutnell now is like world class. You know, yeah, people, yeah, yeah, people know it from around the globe. So Pro- probably like one of the best venues in in UK. It's in the world, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think if if you're in the main room, fuck the community room because uh, whatever. It's yeah. like it's it's a it's a show. That, it, it's I'm, good, but it's not the I've main seen room. Seen so many bands there, like don't know why, but they shouldn't be playing there. Like, you know, I've seen sick of it all. Uh, in the side room no um, in the main, main room main room yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, no. I've seen so many gigs on, on, in my years it's an that. absolute oddity and it's yeah. like and every photo has that like welcome to the Brudenell in the background yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like the stage and the, and the curtains and, yeah, the sound it's fucking great it's uh, like uh, is it Archie is he still doing the sound down there no idea one of the old school oh, shit he is isn't he I forgot he passed away Fucking yeah. hell! <laughs> it was a sort of old school lead six guy um, yeah. who was doing the sound. Um, we're doing a lot of things around the sort of the. Oh shit! I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Before we say some shit. <laughs> shit! Yeah, yeah. Well, he was um, insanely instrumental in the mm. sort of the early two thousand scenes and the DIY scenes and like it, things happening full stop. Oop. Tearing up here, um, but yeah, he passed away and. Uh, that sucks, but uh, don't I just yeah. say that's in some you're right. <laughs> I don't deal well with emotions. I'm a emotionally stunted Western male. Um but no it's emo, called emo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, it was uh it was a fantastic spot though, and fucking hell, just it's it's turned into something now. It's like it's an absolute institution. Um you know, I'm not savvy as that. Think, but I'll, I miss so so much stuff not coming earlier. Like, yeah, I've, I've, yeah. I've, I've been in gigs in Royal Park Cell, but uh, there were some insane ones. There was like apparently um, when at the in what's that uh, at the drive-in? Yeah, at the drive-in just before they broke big, they played the Royal Park Cellars, Amazing. and it was that whole tour. Apparently, was like just I remember I remember um, Dave Monk who wrote or did the zine Fracture saying back in the day mm-hmm. he'd interviewed them and was saying you guys do you realise how big you're going to be when you come around next time and they were like what really? No. Yeah. yeah. They, they didn't realise just how big it was going to well, be. It's, it's slow, slowly you, know, you play, play in a venue like that and then next time you play in a bigger place and it goes like. Well for Leeds it would have been like sort of Royal Park Cellars then you move next door to the Brudenell then you yeah. move next door to Joseph's Well yeah. which was potentially before your time and then it would be the garage 
and then it would be the university small room, university big room. Yeah, yeah. Then it's all two and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And shit, yeah. So yeah, there's a definite trajectory. It's it's a cool yeah, little I thing. I saw that. there. It was it was a Spanish band actually. It was on my days in McDonald's. Uh, they call Orde Mundial. They are from what they were from. Orde Mundial. Uh, yeah, like a war order. Oh, okay. And they were from. I think they were from Mallorca. But it was like super like cruise punk. Yeah, gig. yeah. So I went there and I, because I went after work, so I went there with fucking Madonna's uniform. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all all these guys with fucking leather jackets and fucking things on like like I'm wearing today and. And I'm there with my fucking McDonald's cap. Oh, <laughs> you, you fancy a big, a big Mac? Oh. It was absolutely fucking noisy. I remember. I think it was the first time I went to your Royal Park club. Okay. So I went into it, and I was like, "There's not a gig here." Because there was like the old fellas having a pint, and I was like, "You've got to find the cellar." Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Is there a gig here? Oh, yeah. Go that way and go downstairs. <laughs> well, that's, it was a completely different world. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's where it's about. Spot. You go down and you're in like this horrendous basement. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's it, uh, probably the, the, the most punk venue I've seen in Leeds. I mean, you know, you got you got boom and that, but yeah, yeah. But you don't you if you don't know, you walk into Royal Park pool and it's, you can't fucking. It's very similar that. to uh, you know, like Domino. Yeah, when you go into Domino Bar and you sort of to get into it, you've got to uh, go into a, a barber's and then through the secret yeah, entrance yeah. and down the stairs, and you're like, yeah. "Oh my god, this if you, is amazing!" If you've got no idea about it, like, exactly, yeah. and it's like the sort of the punk version of that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, upstairs, yeah. it's like all it's very like a very typical old English Those pub. Stairs were so down, like, fuck, you know what's going Steep on? Steep as yeah. fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Open the door, like, whoa. Try getting a base cab. Up I, got, I got. A, I still got the the t-shirt I got got from them. Oh, I'm from Spain, all right. Why, so, why are you wearing a fucking cello polo <laughs> from a that like, man it's his work so from the Trinity Kitchen yeah where would you go from there oh it's a bit it's a bit kind of uh, lured there because I did like a few jobs okay and then at some point came back to uh, the Rip Shack as a, as a kitchen manager because they, they called me now because it was a shit show there so it was like you were the only good worker with but I think I did I went to the Liquorist, which is in Greek Street. Yeah, yeah. Because my mate Jordan Matabi, who was uh, kitchen manager, head chef in, in the Rip Shack, he left and then he, he went there as a head chef. So he was doing, as, as I said, like, trying to put a, a, a well known crew together. And we were an amazing team, but the thing in that place, it was dead. They were they were doing so much money on uh, it's weekend shift drinks yeah weekends are great but then the, the weeks the are quite that dry. They, they weren't promoting the food as oh, much okay. so so they all these cultures and that it was fucking rampant all the time but now on a food because they probably hadn't even fucking food menus all of the effort the went tables. to the menus there with yeah the so i went there for a couple of months but because it was so quiet for food i was uh, getting cool my hours like, my, my mate was like, i can't do anything man it's fucking dead yeah. So I was doing that. Like, I remember that summer. I was doing like twenty six hours a week. I was like, I can't pay, I can't pay the rent with this. Yeah. So I told the guy, and and then I think from there, the guy from the rip shack called me back. Like, oh, you want to have a chat, whatever. And then they offered me kitchen manager. What well, it was back in the day it was like twenty grand a year, which is shit now. But, but back then it'd be like, but yeah, what I, the I, I yeah, rolled yeah. my eyes like, whoa, fucking <laughs> dollar, you know, the dollar fucking yeah, sign yeah. and that. So I went there and then I stayed there for, I don't know, like 
G or something like that. It's a kitchen. Then I learned everything about managing the kitchen and you know okay. paperwork and stocks and all that shit. And yeah, which was pretty good because you know it was you know good knowledge for me. So I could I could, I could pull up my CV. Then after that, I don't even know which year I'm talking now, but I'm, I'm, I know about jobs. After that, I went to Goucher. Oh wow, nice! I went how to Goucher. How did you get there? Uh, I don't know. Some I, I saw it somewhere, so I applied for for the job. Listen, that was seven seventy five an hour, mm. and, and that at that day that was a fucking amazing wage for for a chef. It's shit now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sensitive. What the fuck? Yeah. So I go there, and then I think it it was a bit too big for me. I thought I, I was I knew better, but okay. it was too much. I spent two months there uh, as well. It was weird time. They were losing one chef, so I was doing a lot of fucking hours. I I, I did a little ninety something hours one week, which was like literally six days in a row, like nine fucking whatever yeah um, and I was as you know my ex ma was kind of, I was I was not having a good time in my personal life so yeah. it, it got a bit too much at the end and I left after two months because that you know when you don't have time to to rest and process scenes and, uh, and sort it out stuff with your beloved ones and that yeah, it, yeah. It, it all build up and so it was an amazing place like proper proper food oh, yeah, that was, that was yeah. like pro probably the first proper food place and I realized I, I, I knew nothing <laughs> I knew about like you know busy places and you know knockout like that's like, really busy service and that but I didn't know about like food yeah like, yeah proper restaurant high level food and I guess also just like working alongside the person that has the control of the menu because yeah. if you're working in somewhere like trinity it's going to be very kind of co cookie cutter it's just yeah this you, is the menu you, this you, is you the got ingredients. A, literally like a book to the yeah. know, step we, by we're step. working with a formula yeah and it's going to be making yeah. money because this is how we operate whereas you go well, somewhere like yeah. gaucho I, I, I learned a lot in gaucho but it's like it was almost like that was the first yeah. actual real kitchen yeah. experience probably probably chef like yeah you know i, I was asking a lot uh, some people have that oh I don't want I don't want to ask because they're gonna know I don't know I'm like man I'm all awfully like how you do this like why you do that that way blah 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 and some chests didn't take it well like there would there was a couple of dicks there yeah yeah but I had this guy Dom Dom Hoxon and, and I still got it on Facebook that and he was social he was uh so much younger than me from a like, proper culinary college or whatever yeah. you know culinary school and he was so sweet with me he was playing me in a step by step like other other guys were like oh how you don't, how you don't do don't know how to do this shit i'm like man i don't know but this guy was like yeah he showed me a lot he was pro he's probably like fucking 17 years old uh, younger than me and i still be i still in contact with him and that but he was really sweet and uh, yeah, I learned a lot, but I couldn't. It was a many factors that, you know, yeah, walking yeah, a lot, yeah. 
bad situation at wrong home. Wrong place in your life. Yeah. But also, I guess, if, if you're going to jump into like the first authentic kitchen experience, yeah. Gaucho yeah. is a hell of a yeah. place to jump in. Yeah, it was busy all the time. Like, yeah. When, when, my, when my dad come to Leeds, I, I take him to Gaucho. Okay. Because, I mean, I love food in Gaucho. It's proper. It's fucking expensive shit. But, but that's why I take my dad, so he can pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> That is an absolute fair one. So from Gaucho though. So oh, I think uh, I think I went to Bills. Bills. You know Bills in uh, Arbion Street. It's a, it's, it's a chain. Uh, okay. Bills. B I L. I, I can visualise it like yeah. sloppily written. Yeah, yeah. Um, so kind of like, but well, it's open all day, like breakfast, brunch, dinner, whatever, and. Again, I went because how like one of my fellow comrades from other kitchens walking there. Yeah, and it's, it was cool. Like, I'm done on this. You should put it on, and then you can have <laughs> more later. And yeah, you know, I think that's what a lot of um, it seems the hospitality scene is about. It's like finding the good people and yeah. then floating around with them. Yeah, I'm, go I'm gonna be like walking, Cheers. walking with people I know. I. I think Wild was probably like the first one I didn't didn't know anyone. I knew they all had chef Chris Dance. Yeah. Uh, who actually, I, I I applied for jobs for him. It was it was first in the Midnight Bell. Okay. Down. So I went I went for an interview there back in the day for sous chef position. Is Midnight Bell part of the same group that White Locks is part of, or are they? No. No. What is White Locks? So, so part White Locks is like five points. Mm -hmm. Brewery. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they, that I know, they don't have any more poops in Leeds, but they just go, do you know, east of Arcadia? Yes. In Minwood. Yeah, yeah. So why let's go that? And then there's one in, uh, is it Meanwood? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, that's sorry, the one. I was thinking yeah. of the one in Headingley, my brain. No, no. Well, Arcadia and east of Arcadia, they are part of like, is that? Arcadia in Headingley. Yeah, yeah. Part ta uh, town something taverns it's a group yeah, anyway yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not managing East of Arcadia and Midwood anymore then Wilo's got that but they're gonna rebrand it and then start they, they already have it but it's still called East of Arcadia but it's, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be Midwood Tavern from September October oh okay and what I was uh, you went to uh, you applied at Midnight Bell oh yeah I applied for uh, Midnight Bell with Chris uh, but it didn't happen because I was trying to leave Bills uh, for a reason, and then that reason left, and then <laughs> that was our like, I'll stay. And I spent there like probably like a year, year and a half. It was good, like amazing group of chaps, like one of my best friends now, like Joe and Biggie and Coney and that. And yeah, cool love. I I really had so much fun there. It was fun. we were cracking up every day. Yeah. Walking really hard, but yeah, I left at some point. Don't remember why. I think that's what it's all about, though, is having a good crew around you. Yeah, and it's. I mean, um, you, you you you're gonna be together for a like fucking fourteen hours, so you yeah. better you better you know have a laugh together. And, and as then. you say, it's like if you've got somebody there that you don't crack with, then you know it'll be enough to make you kind of think yeah, I'm gonna apply for, for the yeah. white, uh, white uh, midnight bell. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, stay there and then. Oh, it's getting getting a bit confusing now. Because that, 
after a few years later, I worked probably like 10 different places, so she like that. Um, what did I start? I don't know. I know at some point I went to La Casita in Hotsworth, which was like a Spanish tapas inspired oh, okay. place. Yeah, on Town but Street. Yeah, Town Street in Hotsworth, but I think I missed. I remember that, yeah. I think, oh, I can't remember the spot's name, but yeah. But it, it was good there. I think I'm missing a spot there in between. But <laughs> I don't remember. As I say, I should have bring my CV and see <laughs> where I've been. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I said, it was great. Met nice people there and, and learned of type of cooking. I mean, I, I know it's, it was Spanish inspired, but they were using equipment like uh, CV, you know, like cooking in a water bath, yeah. meats and that brand new for me amazing you know I always hope to learn new, new techniques and that yeah and it was like because the owners were like mission staff background chefs they worked as uh, Miller was one of the owners used to work in, bo in the box tree in Ilkley okay like mission staff I think they, they they lost the start now but so it was Simple food, but you know, plated like you know, a bit of finesse, plated and that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I learned a lot there as well. Met amazing people. And so how did uh, how did lockdown hit you? Like you personally? Well, it got me between jobs actually. Um, so at some point after Laxita, that was probably twenty seventeen or something. Uh, I decided, by that time I was living inside, I decided to go to the Alps to do like a ski season. Oh ski yeah, season. I, I remember, yeah, you I disappeared off there, yeah. Yeah, 2018, from 2018 to 2019. Um, because I didn't have any position in a kitchen yeah, was I was like, I mean, I was kitchen money in, in small places and that, but it yeah, didn't count. Yeah. And through the secretary chef from La Casita, Tim Weeks, bless him, good, good lad. He used to die like every... So where was La Casita? Huh? La Casita. That's, that's the one in Hosford. That in Hosford, yeah, yeah. Cool, sorry. So this guy who was like secretary chef for them because they have a few restaurants, he loves like snowboarding and skiing and all that shit. So he was going some winters to that season there. Now he was like, you should try it, man. Like, you know, actually, we got this hotel in Austria yeah. and uh, they're looking for a sous chef. And, all that. and it was one of the points I was like, a bit tired of leads, you know, being here for too long and blah, blah, blah. I was like, you know what? It's only six months, that it'll be good. And uh, so, went down to London, have an interview, so I got the job. And then I foot off to, to the Alps in Austria. Yeah. Um, as, an amazing experience for work. It it was really really good. Like yeah. The head chef there, Rick, still one of my best friends. He showed me so much shit, and so work wise was amazing. Environment wise, amazing. Yeah, it was amazing, but perks amazing. I fucking don't don't ski or <laughs> don't snowboard, so it's not much to do in the mountains if you don't yeah, yeah. do that kind of stuff. But you know, it was cold as fuck. I remember like 
one day in fucking Ferrules, minus seven, uh, minus twenty-seven. <laughs> Still going to the pub after work <laughs> in the fucking bleach slam. How the fuck is it minus twenty-seven? It was Jesus Christ. Yeah, but I mean, I got. It was a bit boring, but Ooh. it was really sorry. But every sip of that is fucking great. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I, I got lots of experience there. Yeah, a lot of fucking new things to cook like, I learned fucking lots from this guy um, it was an experience that you know uh, it was great because I knew that alright I only have to survive to, to, yeah, till yeah. March and then I'll fuck off right here <laughs> uh, but yeah and then I I got I worked in La Casita before went to the apps and then when I came back I was made head chef in La Casita in the same place I was working okay yeah for a period of time I don't remember and then uh we were talking then, up to COVID, so yeah, twenty twenty, yeah, yes, yeah, exactly, yeah. Till like I think it was till February twenty twenty, and then in like a seater, yeah, okay. Through Nathan, actually, Brunel from Brunel, okay, Brunel. Um, I got this. Uh, I always have a good relationship with Nathan. Uh, my ex-girlfriend Ma was working for him in the social in Leeds. And oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. So I always have a chat with him. I'm trying to go to Brunel and that. And um, t one day I went to Brunel and talking with him, he was like, "Oh, you know, you know." It was like, "I know you're a good chef and you know how I work and that." Do you know they're looking for a head chef in Kingston Bridge? All right. Oh, that'll be interesting because I love I love the bridge. One of my favorite pubs uh, in Leeds. Been plenty of times been pissed there plenty of times <laughs> so that'll be scared like, they're gonna hire me because they know I'm a biscuit <laughs> but somehow he, he you know he knows one of the you know big bosses from Kickstarter so he kind of arranged everything to to meet oh okay with the guys from Kickstarter and uh, yeah sat down you know have a chat and yeah was offered the job and I started there actually I think it was that beginning of March 2020 so I worked like three weeks and then we were shut oh. and then from there I was uh, I was looking off like kids took care of me and you know they kept the, the pay for my furlough even, yeah, even if yeah. I was just working like you know probably not enough to get furlough but they, they that's really good of them uh, they so they gave you the furlough cash then yeah yeah they, they literally pay me to yeah to call so yeah fact, you know at the beginning I was still going to the pub and all right you know gonna do some cleaning gonna rearrange things that you know we can open so yeah gonna try to get the kitchen together but yeah. that was like things didn't reopen till July so yeah. we're talking like March April May June so four months what were you doing then just kicking it to be honest, like that first lockdown, it was a bit harder because I was living in Cardigan Road in a flat, in a basement room. Yeah. So it was fucking sad. Uh, you just try to keep it together, man. Like, like, you know. you were, like you were saying, a lot of people just like move back home. Yeah. Because, you know, what's the fucking point? I had nothing to do, but yeah. you just try to keep, you know, my mind together. Like, it, it was hard that, that first one because, you know, probably Trump for too much because I, I, I wasn't in a, in a place I was comfortable so I was uh, yeah. just going to show get beers get a bottle of Jamie so uh, yeah. try to you know video call friends and getting pissed together uh, 
let's have a <laughs> shot on that that all that shit like he, 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 he sounds crazy now but it's what we all did everyone was doing those like, yeah, those, was, those you know, zoom calls when because I was working at uh, Northern Monk at the time yeah and we, we a few times had like everyone getting together on the zoom calls and like having drinks and having yeah. shots and I got too drunk and kind of said <laughs> things I shouldn't have said but like yeah well same man I, I took a picture of myself like after being drunk I had that Duke's Donuts plates you know that Duke's the, the donuts yeah yeah yeah, yeah. in front of my house I was pissed on Jameson I went have a few donuts and fucking take selfies for myself like stuffing a donut <laughs> in, my, in my mouth and I was like mate that's fucking embarrassing but you want me to do? <laughs> but I, I try, I try, I try to keep myself, you know, do big walks. Like you know, I go through the canals and that. Yeah, I really discovered the canals. Yeah, uh, yeah. W- walking down that way was like every day, just getting miles in yeah. down there. And uh, I was just going down and then uh, going to Amley and then getting to the canals and then at least going to kind of the bridge area and then come back. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. you know, at least like two hours of your day done. Yeah. Uh, apart from that. Not much. Yeah, and then I guess everything reopens in July. Yeah, everything went to went to shit. Not to shit, but it was really busy the first fucking yeah. two months. Like, yeah, yeah. All that eight out. Uh, well, the, the bridge has got like loads of outdoor space as well, and the weather was yeah. really good. So, well, no, actually, no. I when I went there, it rained, but uh, yeah, it was a kind of you know. It, I had to fucking wear a mask at that, outside. At that time, every every. In the rain. Every place was trying to figure out what the fuck to do. So yes, yeah, uh, yeah. I think we did like an app, so you you could order from the table. Or everyone suddenly had apps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it was a shit show for because you can't control the crowd. Uh, if you got if you have two hundred people sat down to be a guy and it was fucking all at the same time, it's like fucking mayhem. The like, amount of times that like because we had our bar, we had another bar in Manchester. And we would get orders to our bar from Manchester. Oh, yeah. we, we, and we, we used to have like food orders for cardigans in the bridge. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. What's that? Uh, jackfruit bites? Uh, when we started doing this shit. <laughs> yeah, and we'd, well, we'd, what we would get as well is people would order, because um, they didn't know how to use the app, people would order a beer, but they would ask for it to take away. And we, we had this in-house system where you could like um, can a, take, take a beer from the tap. <clears throat> We had empty tinnies, put the beer in the tinny, well, put some CO2 in, put the beer in the tinny, then you've got to put the lid on, put it into a machine, and it oh, could yeah, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we used to have that in the bridge as well. Like, yeah, you, you, yeah. You're going to have, like, fucking three souls take away. So, because we would always, always have, like, really fancy beers on, so people could, you know, like, they could take it away if they wanted to. So it was an option. It was a really yeah. fucking great option if you kind of wanted to do that. What actually happened was that people would place the wrong order on the app, so we would spend <laughs> ages fucking getting all of these beers canned up and what have you, take it to the table, only for them to crack it open and pour it out, and it's just like, what in the fuck are we doing here? Yeah, but it yeah. was, and as I say, it would be like then the orders from Manchester, and then it would be like, yeah, yeah. ordering it, ordering mean, a can it, it, when they wanted it off it the was, tap. Uh, and I, th- I think there was so much pressure put on hospitality staff to try oh, to you know you. police the fucking one-way system whatever like you, I think Everything. about it now it's like how fucking stupid was all that shit yeah like mate if you're gonna get covered you're gonna get covered it's not but, but it, was, it was different then though because I think we were all operating with it was like nobody knew anything it's different yeah, now but yeah, like yeah. at the time I remember the, the early COVID shifts and like 
I had this sort of uh, the realization just it was really like day two of the reopen and it was like guys we're gonna have to take all of the beer maps off the table all of the flyers off the table yeah, yeah. like we just hadn't thought even to that level of the beer maps can't be on a table the, the, yeah, the flyers because yeah, yeah. we, mm. were, we were advertising like seven different things on the flyers that we had in-house and we just couldn't they were on the tables every shift and it's like there's nothing can be out yeah, yeah it's yeah. it was uh, it, it, yeah. it, it was it was crazy times like I don't, I don't know how we did it. Like at front of know. house was horrible. Yeah, yeah. It was it was worse. I always say it was worse for front house than you know because we were in the kitchen. Like we, you know, don't give a yeah. shit. Like it was horrible <laughs> for for us as well. Like it was, as I say, with the apps and that, no control. Like yeah, you get boom like, from nowhere. And the noise as well, because it's like the apps are just so fucking noisy, and it's yeah. like just you, you can't. It sounds a stupid thing to talk on, but like when you can't turn it off. And you genuinely would get like, like I said before, the sort of this P PTSD thing of just like, you'd be hearing this fucking noise in your in your sleep sometimes. I mean, if I was trying to survive that stuff, like, I'll be fine with yeah. anything. Like, how many changes we had to do on the go? Uh, you know, you go, you go, yeah. you, you go, you sit in on place, whatever, and then next day some different rules. Like, fuck, you know, we need, we need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what? So now we. So now we can do this. The rule, no. the rule changes, which is yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, it's only three households. Are, how do you fucking go? But also know? like the last minute things as well, and like sort of because with the with the the hospitality industry having to be able to like order in the shit that you're going to need, need ahead of time. Yeah. So it's like no having the the foresight to kind of speak to the brewery and say we need this many kegs in this week and just yeah everything. It was we were insanely fucked was, over. What, what, when we should that twentieth of. March or something. I think it was sixteenth. No, it was. Or it might have been announced on the sixth. Between the sixteenth and twentieth, it was. Yeah. I yeah. think it was that it was on a weekend, so we. I was like, I need to know, Boris, what the fuck we're we doing because I need to order all my shit for Sunday roast. Yeah, yeah. And I already ordered for from the butchers, and then he he went on TV like, all right, everything's gonna be shoot by this time, this day. So I called the butchers like. Mate, cancel that order. We were like, oh, we were already on the on the band. So that was like five hundred quid or six hundred quid on me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you know the butcher's not gonna be like, oh, no worries, mate. I'll take it back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're already, they're they've, at the end of the day, they they've yeah. got to cover their bottom yeah. lines as well. So, so, so another thing, like I try to minimize wastage. Like I call the guys from the junk food project. Oh yeah, yeah, junk food project. Because yeah. I had so so many. Like, are they like, still are they still rolling? I don't don't not not. Not I've hear from I've them. I've forgotten the lad's name, but Adam Smith. Adam, yeah, Adam Smith. Yeah. I, I, did, I didn't hear from didn't hear from them in a while, but mm. that that day, you know, I contacted them and I, had, I was like, I have all these kilos of like raw veg, you know, I got plenty of carrots and broccoli yeah. and whatever, like, you know, I, I don't want to put it in the bin. So they came and collected, and you know, the meats was fine because we can freeze it down, but you know, it was like if you were you're getting ready for a weekend you're gonna spend like a grand on food that <laughs> yeah you, obviously you're not gonna but yeah bridge was good crystal bridge team is the best team i work with ever yeah I fucking yeah. love everyone anyone working there mm. it's like bros for me like the fact that some of them are working in tap room now and i go like, oh Sammy, right, I'll just yeah take I pay for a beer. I still not, I've still not been down to the uh, the Kirk's Little Brewery tap room. It's all right, man. It's good pizza. It looks cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it was a long time in the coming, but um, it's a big space. And uh, Jonty's down there this weekend. 
Ah, uh, he's playing in. Uh, yeah, he's uh, playing Sunliner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're playing. Yeah. They're playing there. Yeah, I think they're gonna play there, and then they're gonna go see Dats Against the Machine in Brunel. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, I, I don't want to make more beef about Crystal, but you know, I enjoy my time there. I love every person I work with there. Yeah, because it's a different level, you know, the staff you work with than. Oh yeah, yeah. Higher. And you know, and then from there. You get into White Lock. Yeah. So I'm, I'm living the dream. It's all, it's all part of the journey. Living the dream three days off a week. <laughs> Man, fucking part timer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what what are you thinking um, is going to be next? Because you know you've you kind of not that you took a step down for White Locks, but you took a step down for White Locks. Yes, yeah, I did. But yeah, because after after the bridge. I needed something more uh, light on okay. you know mental stress. So. Yeah, yeah. And this is the first time I'm not I'm not even looking for all the jobs. So I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. because so you're just happy right now. You know, Nick, Nick the head chef is he makes it so easy. Like this is the time. In it's, it's gonna be like a year. I've been working in Wales now. This year I've seen more gigs than I've seen ten years in the <laughs> Cause yeah. I can I can I can book off like you know if I yeah, know yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go for a, for a gig, I tell him like if it's now one already booked like for holiday or whatever, so I can go anywhere since you know even if it's a Friday night or Saturday night I can get it off and yeah. go for a gig. In any any other jobs like any gig between Thursday and Sunday like it's a no. Nice. And you just so, don't you don't get that in hospitality. Yeah, yeah. It's, as soon as uh, yeah. since you you know I work like four days. Sometimes I work five because if we got someone on holidays, you know, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, four days, like, easy. So as soon as I work four days, it doesn't matter if I need Saturday off or whatever, you know, if, yeah. if, if, if we can accommodate that, fine. So I'm trying to go as many gigs as I can. Okay, like. right. Top three spots in Leeds for gigs. So top spot, boom. Right. I'm thinking on the third one because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boom is is an amazing ma amazing venue like yeah. you know that the most punk venue in, in it's so well organized and people who work there is amazing. Everyone and I, working and down there is fantastic. And I've seen bands there that it's not a chance you can see bands like Ignite, H2O, Madball, blah blah blah. It was like Ignite and was not, it last I, week? Huh? It was Ignite last week. It was a few weeks back. It was it was so sad that it was yeah. like, we were like fucking less than twenty people. <laughs> <laughs> but but I saw a night there back in twenty seventeen and it was packed. So I think it was like many factors, but you know, seeing a nasty front or mad ball in a tiny room. That's is fucking insane. Yeah. yeah. And I think for bands like that it's like being back in fucking back in the eighties. It's like so. being in your childhood. If you see mad ball in a room like Boom Yeah, it's gonna be carnage. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing the amount of like big bands, big bands from the scene that go yeah. to play there. Uh, I got a friend called Chema. He works. Uh, well, he works. He doesn't work. He plays in. Chema is a guy from where I'm from, from Murcia, from Spain. But he came to England two years ago to London. Yeah. He's a bassist. He's been playing with Total Chaos, UK Soups. Like, oh, okay. He's a yeah. kind of you know like, uh, a base, base for hire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays with a band called. Uh, Boots and Glory now 
Oh, we, we saw yeah. them. Oh, yeah, you came with yeah, me. Yeah, we, we, me. Yeah, we yeah, saw you remember them. Boom, the yeah. little guy. Yeah, yeah and he was cool. He was saying like, "Man, this fucking bean is so amazing. Like, I've been playing so many places around the world. I was like, yeah. how the fuck you got this in Lisbon? Man, <laughs> you know, people who work hard and go. So yeah, boom, definitely. Yeah. I would say Bruno. And which one is the third one? Um... If they got if they got the gigs, Wolf Chambers would be amazing. Yeah, I watch, I've, I've been in a few gigs yeah. in Wolf Chambers. But uh, it's yeah. I mean you could just but, but, go but, with Royal Park Cellars. They still do gigs. Yeah, but I've not been in years. Yeah, uh, don't. I've been in Santiago upstairs, obviously, sweat, sweaty and noisy. It's it's cool because it's Santi's, but it's not a good venue. I, really. I, I actually did a, uh, organize a gig there. It would in, be sick. In tw- in twenty sixteen, I did the gig. There was this band from Spain called Warsong, and I fucking loved them. And um, I think I got like a band. Mac was singing in the band. Uh, Mac from Barpools. Don't remember the name of the band. I don't know. I put like three bands together. Yeah. And I was I was telling everyone, even the Spanish band, like I don't don't do this. I'm, I'm not I'm, a promoter, but I'll, I'll do it. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll work full time so the, the got, dangerous I, the, the dangerous yeah. first words of, of yeah I got, I, got, I got no time to you know like get yeah. a poster together where <laughs> at the end I got a poster from from friend who was shit but sorry Ivan <laughs> but it was shit I still got the poster at home but because I, I wanted to see the Spanish band so yeah. they were playing like Liverpool and <clears throat> somewhere else and I know, I know them, so we're like, oh. But that's like it, that's the origin story of like anyone that's ever started to do anything. It's like, yeah, I wanted, I wanted this to happen, and it wasn't happening. Yeah, yeah. So I made it happen, and it's like that's how I got into it, putting it, on gigs and doing I mean, anything really. We put like I don't know, 25, 30 people in Santiago. Upstairs. And that's good enough. Um, it was amazing from the bands from Leeds that say like, don't give us any money from the tickets. I like, just okay, just give it all to the Spanish band because you know they got like trouble. Yeah, of that. Yeah. I was like, I got all this money from tickets that, and both of the bands say like, don't bother, man. just give it to them. I mean, it was like, I don't know, be like mean, 15, hand- 20 quid or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was, no, but if you were going to offer like a Leeds band, it'd be like, yeah, fifteen. No, 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 put it in with theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, they stay on mine. Well, mine size. He doesn't know these because he was on holidays. <laughs> so I put like six people in the house. <laughs> but it was all because. It was a time that like, t- 2016, yeah. So I just, I just broke up with Ma, and then I just moved with Sai, and they released this album like month, few months before. First album they released in Spanish. That like, they have two more albums that they sing in English. Yeah. And it was fucking deep. It was like my kind of like breakup soundtrack. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah. I really need. I you. gotta put I, these guys on. I really on. need you to play it because I wanna cry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and. It was amazing, uh, you know, amazing guys. They, they don't play anymore, but... Well, do you know what? Fuck it, let's have Santis as the uh, the number three spot then. So we got Boom, Brudenell, and Santis for yeah. Geeks and Leeds. And it ties in, you know, like we, we've lived I in I mean, Santis, as, 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 not as a venue, but as a bar. Santis being my, you know, my central... Uh, I'll say it is. I'm getting pissed, so I can't, I can't speak English properly. Uh, it's, it's been really central of my yeah. life for the last fucking eight years because if I count on the people I know, it can be about 85% of the people I know. It'll be people I met in Santis. People like you, you know, all the 
fucking bartenders. Well, just even like saying to Nicole earlier, it's like, oh, if you, I yeah, just say no, yeah, I probably, I probably met at the bar. I was, I, well, I was saying like, you know, you, you guys don't recognise each other, but yeah. I, but I guarantee you'll have fucking yeah. drank together in Santis. You know, I, I yeah, say yeah. like Santis like black hole, like you know, you can meet like, the fucking Pope there, and it's a. Uh, Oh, shit, oh yeah, there's there's some people that I've like known over the years and literally only ever seen in Santis when yeah. we've been wasted. It's, I can't uh, like like dozens of people I know and I consider friends that anyhow walk there or drink there usually. So yeah, you know, it might sound stupid, but it's it's pretty it's pretty yeah. important for me. You know, met there, Camille, John T, Paul Hanley, K Willoughby. Dave Holmes, that Owen, yeah, that you know, and just it, go, it goes on and on and on. The no. list is just crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all amazing people, and then you know, it it trespass that like bartender customer. Oh yes, uh, yeah, yeah. Relation because I've been there all the time. You know, I'm part of the. <laughs> I'm older than the fucking chairs there. <laughs> you've 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 probably slept more in there oh, than yeah. you have in your bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. spend more time sleeping there than <laughs> yeah, in my bed. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So basically, as well, after you've uh, finished a bar shift and you're bouncing around Leeds, you're a man that's known to uh, frequent the bars. What are your let's strike Santis off the list? Um, favorite spots to just kind of like rock up to in Leeds after a shift and enjoy a quiet drink, whatever the drink's going to be. Uh, well, if we don't count Santiago, that's a hard one. Uh, definitely Wax Bar. Uh, amazing there always nice atmosphere like you know they play great music always have a great chat with Christian or Sam who is working um, lately Grindhouse okay gonna see my man Paul, Paul Hanley who uh, plays the all, finest tunes yeah all the tunes I like um, fit me fucking Jamesons um, if he's not that, that side of town Speaking of which, have a shot? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that was a, it's a long time I had a shot. It's a long time since we've um, had a shot. So we're going to go to Wax Bar, then you're going to go next door to Grindhouse. Yeah, Grindhouse. Uh, probably stop the night there if we don't come to Santiago. If I decide to go on my way home, I'll probably stop in Duck uh, and Drake. I'll say it right this time. <laughs> Duke and Drake. Duke and Drake. Uh, of course, I live around the corner, so it's my new local. Okay. Uh, Duke and Drake's amazing. I can go, if I'm off, you know, I do all my, my adult stuff in the morning. Then when I'm satisfied, all right, the, the house is clean and that. Uh, I just go down and um, 2, 3 p.m. and have a couple of Guinness. Cheers. Cheers. You're done in them, but um, I'm enjoying them. It's the only way I can drink here. Um, yeah, go Duke and Drake and a couple of Guinness. They're always playing tunes like crunchy, like, you know, they're always playing uh, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam <laughs> and that, uh, so nothing better for that. Yeah, so where's uh, where are you finding the best Guinness in the city? Hmm, oh, good one. Duke and Drake actually do right proper Guinness. Okay. Wild looks Guinness amazing. Uh, it's all those places like, you know, Tabula Rasa. Tabula Rasa. No. It's like a cocktail bar is near to this shopping centre, uh, John Lewis. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, uh, it's 
Eastgate sort of area. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know the one. Yeah, like um, Cottle by. I know, I know the guy who owns the place, Filippos. He's a Greek guy. Okay. Uh, I've walked past their loads, and it always looks fucking great. Like the windows are open. It looks. Yeah, it yeah. Looks it's really yeah, Mediterranean. Yeah, it, looks, yeah, it looks like a high-level Mediterranean meets wine, uh, cocktail bar, wine yeah, bar. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, really cool. It's cool that I, you know, I go for Guinness. Uh, they do, they do amazing cocktails, but I was stuff for Guinness. And you know, this guy is he, he walks in plenty of bars before, so. It's easy to, you know, reach a conversation like, oh, what you being, you know. Okay, well, it's, and it's his bar. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like, what like was his name, sorry? What was his name? The bar. I'm, I'm slurring my words now. The, I've ba had a few. the bar of the guy. No, the, the guy's name. Filippos. He's, he's, Filippos uh, of the bar. Tabula Rasa. Tabula Rasa. Yeah. Um, it's great, like, great cuddles, like, great Guinness, great chat. Yeah, so you, if you're looking for Guinness in Leeds, it's going to be. Um, Duck and Drake, Duck and Drake, Wild White Locks, and Table Rasa. Yeah, they saw you know they they do cook Guinness in Watermark as well. You know Watermark yes. next to yes, Bagger yeah. and that. I always get that place confused with Whiskey Down, the uh, yeah the gentleman's club. Yeah, <laughs> which I've never been to, should say, but like don't know. Like living in town now, got so many you know so much in Leeds. Yeah, yeah, so many opportunities. To go and they're on. just opening up the bottom end, so like um, where. Uh, just Duck and Drake neck of the woods the, the road that what's that street that they've got next to it where uh, they've just done the pedestrianised area and they've got like that pal is it pallet pallet and um, oh fucking lamb and flack and no 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 it's literally like sort of you've you got crowd of favours Duck and Drake then around so as you stumble out of if you cross the road from Duck and Drake to the other side of the road yeah that whole street. Is that where the Wharf Chambers is? Uh, Wharf Chambers, no, no, Wharf Chambers is down. <laughs> so like, if, if we imagine this is, uh, that's Crowd of Favours, that's Duck and Drake. Wharf Chambers down is down there. Yeah. But if you go up this way. Oh yeah, where uh, it's Wap and Take. And Wap and Take, yeah. uh, Dog, Dog House, and... Dog House, uh, Pastel is yeah. a new spot yeah. there. Um, but they're, they're really opening up that area. And so it's going to be pedestrian. Well, if, if you walk up it, uh, you can see that they're like developing. There's a spot yeah, yeah, like yeah. Tw um, Mate, just, they, just next they, to Pastel. They've been building shit there for ages. Oh, they've been building forever. and mostly back. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. But the, there's like there's an area there that's going to be. It looks like it's going to cut through to the corn exchange area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, and it feels like when all of that area is fully actualized. Yeah. When they've gotten the block that's alongside it, like the old post office, yeah, that yeah. feels like it needs to be redeveloped. That whole block. I'd probably go, gonna be the next thing, like you know, if if they obviously build bars and uh, yeah, yeah, and see that. But if they do that, then if and you know, even if they like pedestrianize that whole area, because it's they've kind of they've taken half of the road real estate in the past kind of couple of years yeah, and yeah. pedestrianized it. So if they just fully pedestrianized, that would be the sickest little kind of yeah, yeah, a little bit. Uh, that's the thing with Liz. There's so many little it's, it's, spots like Marion Street, yeah, Calling, you've got that, like you've got... Developing like, you know, new new bars, like new areas to, to go. Like, yeah. I'll be amazed, like, I live there, so I can't <laughs> wait to see what, what's going on there. Um, but yeah, I, I just moved myself into that little area when I don't want to... Because I know if I walk from a flat to New Brigade, trouble. <laughs> so I try to stay, you know, Chicken drag and whopping taken that. Yeah. So I know I'm like 
a minute away from a flat, so you can stumble home. Yeah, <laughs> I'll fucking crawl to my flat. <laughs> I reckon without cigarette dead, it's just about as good a place as any to wrap this up. Yeah, man, it's been a fucking cool. pleasure. We've had, uh, ooh, almost two hours of chatting. Fucking hell. I'll have to cut that down. I didn't stop talking. Parade of Crafters. Your teeth and dogs! Bing, bing, bing.